127 on the mic exists simply as an extension of our college ministry, 127 at FBC Bryan. Our prayer is that this podcast be used in accordance with you belonging and investing into a local body. We hope that this resource is growing in a relationship with and understanding of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yo, yo, what it do? T. Taylor and the podcast crew. (laughs) (laughs) I had a good role going there. Yo, what's up? Podcast crew, how we doing today, gentlemen? Man, it's it's, it's a May day. <laughs> it's fine. It's all right. It's fun. I don't know why you're laughing. <laughs> Sorry, I just know it's gonna be said. So it's sad. It is sad. It's a sad day. Okay, sad day. Dude, why you're gonna miss half the stuff? So I'm gonna miss half the stuff. There's all kinds of stuff that got taken from us today. Yeah, yeah. Our joy. Well, our peace. Well, I'm just gonna have to contend oh. with all those. We're gonna talk ourselves into something different here in a minute. So, yeah, someone well, broke into our office, dude, and yeah, and we thought they just like stole some iPads, and which is sad, like those. But most of the time, it's just like checking stuff on the iPads, and so yeah, congratulations. Not a huge deal, but and our, our youth pastor's computer monitor. Did they, yeah. they take something from you, John? And then I got a text that was like, "Hey, somebody, somebody broke in. Excuse me, you should go check and see." Walked him office like it's good. Like there's nothing, nothing mm. missing. Wait, when did you go check? Was uh, that this morning? No, like it was shortly lunch. after lunch. Okay. And uh, and then I, I walked in front of my desk and I happened to just look and I realized those cables aren't plugged into anything anymore. What what cables? So one, two oh, of no. two of them oh, go no. two of them go to the like uh, port that everything on my desk is plugged into. So like. Because of the Mac, nothing plugs into it. So, like, my screen yep. goes in there and yeah. USB stuff goes into there and all of that. And then underneath that was a big hard drive that basically stored everything that I've ever done in ministry, I think, um, in a it's digital. like 2009 or something. Yeah, right? so sermons and crazy. messages and That's a lot, a lot of uh, curriculum throughout, tons of design work um, in every avenue, whether it would be, like, ministry or contract stuff and other people and it was all just hanging out there which is on me i should have a backup of that thing but if i had the backup of it it would probably be sitting beside it (laughs) because i don't think that someone in their right mind is going to steal like a hard drive like i don't there's not a real high value in those things um but somebody took it well this is the the thing that gets me is they walked in i'll say they went jared's first i don't know who knows they took jared's monitor they took the three ipads and the chargers from Jared's room. Yeah. But then they walked past five, like, normal, like, capable working iPads sitting in a pile. So they walked right past them. And they're in bright cases. You can't miss them. Mm-hmm. And took his hard drive. It was, like, underneath a bunch of stuff yeah. buried yeah. on my desk. And then took our, like, Mac, our college MacBook that is, like, old, jank, and barely running. And it was under cardboard boxes on the desk. And so they would have had to pick up the cardboard boxes take the Mac, which I didn't know was there, and then set the cardboard boxes back down. All mm. while leaving mine and his monitors, Joanna's, which are probably the easiest jo- to take. Joanna's monitors are the nicest. Oh, yeah. And they're and the right, in front of the, right in and front of that And five office. iPads that were sitting there. She also had an iPad on her desk that they didn't take. Yeah. It's insane. Or all, she didn't take. All of that aside, I just had this thought because there was an iPad on my desk um, that they didn't take. Wait, you're this one? No, the, oh, no okay. his the like iPad. younger brother of this one. Um I imagine being the person that breaks into a church one. Okay. Weird. 
But then and you're forgiven. So yeah, probably good. I mean, they're just, hopefully they understand that <laughs> they walk into my office and I, I think I could go in there and count. There's 40 Bibles in my office. Yeah. And I mean, still in a secular world, people will like, there's a value to scripture to ev- like almost yeah. ev- they're going to lie to you. They're either greatly offended by it, which I think is of a value or they have a reverence for it, even as an unbeliever. And, and so to walk in there and be like, I'm stealing stuff. Bible, 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 Bible. <laughs> I wonder if there was any kind of conviction because the iPad yeah. that didn't, wasn't taken was underneath two Bibles. And I just don't oh, think they yeah. saw it. They couldn't see it sitting there, but Maybe. imagine going, move the Bible, well, isn't <laughs> pick it? up the iPad, Yikes. go. On yes. that iPad, isn't all of y'all stuff for baby sister on there? Uh, on that iPad? Yeah. No. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I had erased it. So it oh, okay, lives okay, on okay. this guy. Cause I was talking, I was telling Joanna, like anything that's expensive normally just walks with me, not because yeah. I'm concerned about somebody stealing it from office or be, just because it's, use it. I use it in places. Yeah. And so everything that was in my office, I made that statement. Everything that's in my office, if somebody took it, it would be weird because it's just sentimental value. Yeah. Like it, you would take a picture or something that one of my boys made for me that was hanging up on the wall. Anything else, I'd have been like, okay. But then when I saw it was the hard drive, I went, oh, like that. that that's the one that was. That was the one. <laughs> if, like, they, if they would have taken John those five like iPads in the gut instead of the hard drive, like there would be, oh, we'd be okay. no conversation. Yeah. yeah, I was like, okay, someone, some knucklehead took those. But it's like, annoying. That's for sure. You have to, T said it, like I want to meet the person who, who chooses to steal that. Yeah. Like what, what were you thinking taking that hard drive? What's the point? But not the five iPads. Yeah. Like, I don't know. There's probably something weird taken in there. Sure. We probably haven't realized. They probably took something like, mm-hmm. I thought they took the football and I was like, that is a move. But then I found it. Yeah. If you it had was in a different place, by the 30 way. seconds to talk to this dude. What are you saying? I would just stare at him. Just stare at him. Yeah. Let conviction fall. Yeah. Just, just keep looking at them. <laughs> just see what they do. It's a fair play. No, my favorite part is that they, D Web gave us like this old, I don't even know what it is. It's probably some, some, cheap tablet that they use for something but somebody slapped an apple sticker on the back of it and so it looks like like an old jank ipad he was like hey can y'all just break this across your knee one sunday like as a demonstration and we were like uh okay but it's it's broken like nothing it was sitting there and they stole that that's interesting the fake ipad i don't yep so that's where we're at welcome glad you're here so Annoying this. Live on Facebook Marketplace. Yes. Keep an eye out for us. Find that, find that hard drive. <laughs> yeah. Find this annoying person. It's four terabyte hard drive. If you see a MacBook with the 127 logo <laughs> on it, you let us know. That's awesome. Not awesome. Four terabyte hard, hard drive with no cables. Hey, lost he, the cables. He, he by can't the, even like, he's going to have to buy cables to plug it. And it's not just a normal like yeah. USB plug. It's totally Dude, different. How, so. how awesome would it, I say, that's how it How funny would it have been if they would have taken like, Jared's goldfish tank. Yeah. With the, the fish in the, it. There's no fish in there, just the water. Oh, just the water. That fish's no been gone. No, that fish been gone for a long time. Yeah, that was like a year ago. Yeah, uh, at, le- yeah. at least. I thought they got another one. That's yeah. crazy. Well, this dude sounds yeah. annoying. And dude, he's real annoying. No, it could be a girl. Who knows? Oh yeah. I mean, they sound real annoying. Yeah. They 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 sound really annoying. It. Yep. <laughs> Okay, we'll move on. Um, the whole situation's annoying. We'll yeah, put it, that it way. is. It is, and that's that's the topic of today. What? Yeah. No. Yeah. You didn't. Zach. The transition. <laughs> no. They didn't laugh this time. I I think I won. I think you I did. won. That I won the game. Smooth transition. Thank you. Thank you. You dog. You. So today I tried to put this into a short title, but I really couldn't. Okay. Um, it's basically the idea of dealing with those who annoy you, and we're gonna kind of narrow it down to believers because. 
we're kind of talking before it'd be a really wide gamut if we someone's on this document right now uh it'd be a really wide gamut if looking for my hard drive (laughs) uh i think i found our computer (laughs) um be a really wide gamut if we went believers and unbelievers um unbelievers we would go down probably a gospel um train so we're gonna stick with the believer side of this i mean if y'all are interested in unbeliever side let us know but uh dealing with believers who annoy you that's kind of the question i think we kind of need to define annoying and just like kind of defining i think functional irritation versus a sinful irritation um and so what does that kind of look like is it um I guess just define annoyance compared to like sinful annoyance, if that makes sense. Come on, Webster, pull it up. This, hey, Webster was spot on today. Annoyance, the feeling or state of being annoyed. Oh, good, good play. What's annoyed? Annoyed, slightly (laughs) angry or irritated. Slightly angered or irritated. Typically at someone. Good play. But, we're, we're defining what annoyance is? Yes. I think, you, yeah. Well, I think you said it two ways. I think there's two types of annoyance. And I like that they add irritation because like, I feel like people get irritated more than annoyed. Um, I don't know. I think I do. I have no idea. But I think the, the two types of annoyance she says, like there's an annoyance of like, that's not necessarily wrong with somebody. Like, I'm trying to think. Smacking. Smacking is not necessarily a sin. But like that annoys some people to like the point of like, we're about to throw hands if you don't stop talking during a movie talking during a movie, like that people when you're, when you're in a like conversation, <laughs> if I'm talking to you and I get on my phone, yeah. um, I figured out Bailey Sanford. That's like one of her like highest annoyances because she was talking to me and I was listening, but I had to text John. You, you have a spiritual gift in that dude. Yeah. And so I text John, <laughs> but I was listening to her and I like, I was like, and I heard you and I responded to what she said, but I could t- still tell it annoyed her and rightfully so. Yeah. Like I probably shouldn't have done that and I'm bad at that. But it was like those annoyance, like none of them are necessarily sins, but they just annoy us. But then I think as Christians, we sometimes get annoyed at people who are living in sin. Yep. And so it's like, hey, you continue to do this and like you keep doing this. And so we're annoyed with them. Um, but a lot of times we don't address it with them or something. And so they continue to do it. And so we and ourselves build up like this prideful annoyance of what they're doing because of how they're going about certain sinful activities. And so there's really two types. I think there's like an annoyance towards somebody living in sin or certain sins. And I think there's just an annoyance because we're humans and like, because some things like I have, I have buttons that get pressed and you have buttons that get pressed. And oh, I have, no, I don't, yeah, no, no, not at all. No, never. <laughs> but there's really two types. That's like, uh, that's where I'm going with this. Yeah. It's good. Do we need to draw the line between which one you want to talk about? Oh yeah, I think I think we're leaning towards the just annoyance part. Yeah, so not not I mean, sinful. Not sinful. We 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 really address the sinful side. I mean, was that I don't I do all these run together now. I don't know. Probably a long time ago. <laughs> no, but, <laughs> no way. <laughs> I don't remember how long ago it was, but we addressed it really. Yeah. Of the how to how to go about conflict. Yeah. Because um, most of our irritations can just be handled by approaching someone. But I like the the side of it of like, hey, just annoyed because we're human. Yeah. So so it's not sinful. And so you have an annoyance and you were asking the question how to deal with it. And yep. do, do I derail the entire podcast episode by saying if it's not a sinful thing, then the annoyance is your problem, not theirs? Oh, no, I love that idea. Hey, that's where I was going with this. So I like this, baby. Pride, I think pride is the root of, of annoyance. How so? How so? Yeah. Like, is that a universal statement or like, I like think a so. almost all the time statement? I, I want to go... I think that's an ultimate statement and you can probably disagree. Um, and I'm 
completely fine with that. I don't, I'm not stuck to this idea. Yeah. Um, but I think at the root of annoyance is you think you know what's right and the correct way to live either in your culture or, uh, within scripture or any side of any sort of context, you think, you know, the right way. And if people don't go against your quote unquote way of living, then it's an annoyance to you, such as, you know, when you're talking to someone getting on your phone, if you think that's wrong, um, that's sort of a pride thing of if someone does it, then they're, you know, having it offending, yeah. offending sure. you in some way. Okay. And so the, the, the blanket statement, um, that I believe is okay to make that scripture calls us to love people, but not to like everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, which again, then you get into semantics of what love looks like and blah, blah, blah. Um, and so your annoyance can push you into spaces because you just have a functional annoyance about something of just not liking a human. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that doesn't mean that you can't love them well, but you just don't like, and so that's, I'm probably not going to hang out with, I'm not going to spend time with because of a certain set of things that I've put up in front of people. And so if we're going to, if, if we would identify and I'm just speaking out loud and, and thinking out loud a little bit at the same time that our annoyances are pride based and then, then I can go, well, pride's a sin then our ability to not like somebody be. would be a sin issue, yeah. not of not just like a functional the way that I am, yeah. Yeah. the way that I'm created issue. I I think I get that um, because the the Bible is real prescriptive on this is how you treat people that you love, this is how you treat people that you hate. Um, but what about the people that are just difficult? Mm. What about the people that are just difficult to love? Now, yeah. I'm not putting everybody into a box because we've already stated that most of the time the difficulty is found in me, not in you. Uh, it is something that you do yeah. that bothers me. Um, and so I either have to mold you into a human that, that makes me happy all the time, or I have to learn to love you the way that you are, mm. which is, I, I agree, like that's a pride, yeah. a pride issue, but I think we have to be careful defining this by going, Hey, your annoyances are always based on pride, um, versus it can be that. And I think it's yeah. worth looking at that, um, versus just like, <laughs> for example, it, when, when my friend Hong Tan Lu lived with us, who he is from China, mm-hmm. it isn't, it is 100% culturally acceptable to demolish your food with your mouth open. Golly, mm-hmm. go, go with that. Go at it at a rapid pace. You're welcome guys for that. Yeah. Audio. That was up close into the mic. <laughs> that was not John. That was the other two in the room, but he would oh, like eating soup with that human. Oh Lord. That was with any humans already bad. Was one of the most just like wild moments, but he lived with us for two plus years. And so after the first couple of times of me yeah. going, bro, and let him, that's unbelievably loud. Yeah. You gotta quit. Eventually you just sit in it. Yeah. And eventually, like, I don't know if I was, I I have to say, I don't think I was as annoyed by it later Mm -hmm. on. It was just like, hey, that's how you are. Yeah. And I've learned to love you in that annoyance, Mm -hmm. um, which is a small one, but okay, keep going, sir. Do you think, I don't know, maybe the the definition of pride here, I think is that I'm leaning towards isn't so much sinful, but I think when you define annoyance, the fact you have to look inward because something is, you know an irritation in your heart that may just like be an irritation in your heart, I think is where, um, like I'm, I'm kind of leaning. I see where you're coming from. That makes complete sense. So then why, why do you think it's okay? 
Um, maybe you have some scriptural backing on this of like, you have, we're called to love people, but you're not necessarily called to like everyone. And, and I a hundred percent agree with that statement, but some backing for the people. Yeah. I don't think that we're going to point to anywhere in scripture that is going to release you from liking people. That, yeah. that would be a weird, that's a weird play. Yeah. Um, but, but it is pretty clear on loving people on loving people yeah. um, in that. And so that's the way that I want to go. I will always run after things that are just really, really biblically prescriptive in how we function. And part of like displaying our love to people, they are going to feel loved. Like that's a dust thing, but they're going to feel liked. They're going to feel valued. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think those two things are connected, um, in our culture, uh, especially I think in an American way of doing church there, we've heightened and even within our ministry, and I don't think it's a fault, but we've heightened like being liked, being known, Mm -hmm. being involved. Um, and I think all of those things are true, but, but it, it becomes difficult when we try to make that idea fit within a biblical context, which is actually pretty easy to do. But most of the biblical context took place in houses with eight people. And, yep. and so it was easy for me to like and love everybody that's sitting in there. Most of the time it was my family. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the picture of the early church is not the picture of the modern church. And, and I'm not going against, I work and highly value the modern church. I love the direction that the Lord is taking our church. I, I've always worked for always, except for the, the first two, I mean, since then I've worked in really big churches. Mm. Um, and, and I see a, a high value in that. I also see a danger in, in that space. Uh, but, but for me to try to like everybody yeah. in our congregation in the way that people want to be liked, that's dangerous because there's not a clear biblical measure for what it means to be liked. Yeah. There is to be loved. For someone to like me is different for someone to like you. Yeah. And for someone to like T and for someone to like so-and-so. We just continue to play this game because my needs are different. Mm-hmm. Um, but God has designed us all to be loved in a unique way. Yeah. And that's um, clearly... And it's clearly means. defined in Scripture. Yeah. yeah, that's good. So I think sort of the next step, I think we've defined annoyance slash irritation, whatever word you want to put there. How do we as believers kind of address these people that annoy us? Do we just like completely distance ourselves? Should we be praying over that irritation? Do we talk to them about the irritation? What's the best way to approach that? (laughs) Hmm. You're never wrong to go and look at Jesus. Um, I think we can agree with that statement. (laughs) Let's go look what he did. Uh, But there, there's so many examples of just the, the, what he did and how he went about things is like one of them. Um, I can think of as uh, like as seeing the difference in how him and the disciples went about things a little differently. But as Matthew chapter nineteen, when the when the children are running, um, in verse thirteen says, "Then the little children were brought to Jesus for him to place his hands on them and pray." But the disciples rebuke them, and so the disciples are clearly like slightly annoyed by what's going on right now. They're like, "Hey, we got places to be. We need to do these things." You have these children running at you, and so their initial reaction was like, "Hey, get away from us." It's like, no, like we don't have the time, step away, whatever it is. But then Jesus said, and this is where you see the difference in this. He says, leave the little children alone and don't try to keep them from coming to me because the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. And there's a whole nother story and you can learn so much from that. But just from like the, a simple view of just looking at just like the, what is going on, just overhead view is like, you look at it and the disciples immediately were like, Hey, there's these annoying kids they are getting in our way. We have places to be, things to do. 
back away. And then Jesus responds with like, hey, like leave him alone. And what does he do? He said, try to keep them from coming. Don't try to keep them from coming to me. And he placed his hands on them and they went on from there. So he stopped and did these things. And so even just seeing him like draw close to them, I think is really, really neat. Um, and seeing the opposite of the the disciples' reactions. But then I also, I go to like, I mean, there's numerous stories and um, there, there's different things that you continue to read is watching Jesus deal with difficult people or what we would probably consider annoying or difficult people. And he goes about it in different ways. Um, I think there's, it's very easy for him and his position. And I think we, especially Christians, um, and even people on staff can go about it in a way that's probably not healthy. And we take this like, um, like superior to you, like authoritative figure, which comes out of probably a lot of pride. Um, but it's a lot of like, what he does is a lot of like authority under control, which I think is really cool. And like, you see that in how he came to serve in Philippians, um, chapter two. But it, as I go with like, he did a couple of things when dealing with difficult people and annoying people, um, he rebuked them and sometimes, and so like rebuking is biblical, um, he remains silent at times. It's like sometimes dealing with difficult and annoying people, like it calls for you to be silent. And one of the best things you can do is just not say anything. Yeah. Another time he, he asks questions is like, see where they're coming from, continue to ask questions, understand their view, uh, point at them to scripture. And so he's pointing them back to scripture, which is the ultimate, like that is what is said. Um, we, we live and die by scripture, especially as Christians, is point them to scripture. Um, and then other times he pray for them. And, and I think that is really cool. And so, I mean, he goes about those in five completely different ways, but all five were um, okay and like fitting for that scenario. Uh, but he didn't, he did all of this like under control and in a, a, a humble response, he didn't do it as this. And I think Christians, especially when we have annoyance with somebody, it typically comes from pride. And so we're like, okay, hey, I'm taking the high road because I don't smack. Unlike Zach over here, he smacks and all these things, whatever. It's like, we take this high road and we go about it yep. in like a, in a very much a superior, like, I'm right, you're wrong, prideful way. But Jesus never does that. As he goes about it, again, He he's in authority, but he does it under control and in a humble um, response. And he does that through rebuking him, remaining silent, asking questions, pointing to scripture and praying. And so I think Jesus does that very, very well, just like anything else he does. Mm. Check. Pull out his Bible. Check and make, I was... Trying to remember. Making sure it didn't get stolen. Yeah, I just still got that. I was hiding in my backpack. I need to go look for my other Bible. That, I had this had this visual picture in my mind. Um, I don't know if you'd do this. This is why old Bibles are important, people. Here's a side note. Um, the, the more that you interact with that, I think the Lord in, the Lord imprints your Bible on your brain um, in weird ways. And I remembered making a note towards uh, a... Uh, making a note on a passage of scripture that wasn't in this Bible. And so I had to go out and find it and remake that note that had to deal with this. Um, I think T did a great job there. Just, just highlighting Jesus's response, which should be the the first place that you go and hang out at. Um, Sure. Paul does a good job um, in the latter half of the new Testament, a lot of taking things um, and and a good thing and a bad thing about Paul is he, he does address some things pretty specifically other things he puts out into a lofty space and he said, Hey, there's a thousand other things that you're going to deal with. Just think this way Mm. with all these other things that I don't, that I don't push on you. Um, But, but one of the things when we talk about uh, annoyance, irritation, um, any of those things that uh, rise up in us. Um, Paul mentions in Second Corinthians chapter 10, uh, as, he's, as he, he, he's talking about his authority, but he's talking about how they make war um, um, just with each other. Uh, and in verse 3, for although we live in the flesh, we do not wage war according to the flesh which is just a good start to think about like how I like people. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that it's very earthly 
a very earthly thing in verse four, since the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but are powerful through God for the demolition of strongholds. We demolish arguments and every proud thing that is rise that is raised up against the knowledge of God. And we take, we take every thought captive to obey Christ. Something that you guys have probably, that verse has been used a lot, just talking about sin issues and things like that, taking every thought captive. Um, one of the things that Paul highlights to the Corinthian church, when you take, a, this is why a, a bigger understanding of context is, is important. The, the thing that he was contending for, for the Corinthian church from the beginning um, of that was for their church's joy. He understood that joy was a gift from God. He understood that joy um, was something that if they would reflect it in a Corinthian context, he thought it was going to be powerful and effective to, to contend or to fight against other things. And so in um, 2 Corinthians one twenty four, it says, not that, we, not that we lord it over you, but we work with you for your joy. Um, and for your joy, there's a comma there and it says, and to stand firm in your faith. Hmm. And so like for me, if I'm teaching somebody, a lot of times I'm going to go, Hey, learn. I mean, it's in our, it's in our tagline. Yeah. Starving, like stand firm, starving together. I'm like, Hey, stand firm. Like, like find your roots and stand firm in your faith. Well, Paul says that the, the ability to stand firm is found in your joy and your relationship with Jesus. Mm. Yeah. Um, your, and your joy drives your contentment and all those things. And so like, if you're, if you're content in your relationship with Christ, then you will stand more firm. You're not going to, you're not going to waver. All of those things come from that. So if he's fighting and he's contending for the, the joy of the Corinthian church, then he takes it all the way and he says, hey, one of the things that you can have, one, one of the, the, the weapons that you have to help grow in your joy, which I would say is the opposite of annoyance. Yeah. Almost. It's not literally, but that's one of yeah. the, when yeah. you, if you want to describe it, like it, I'm annoyed with you or I'm happy with you. I'm joy-filled being around you. And so if, if he's contending for our joy, then in chapter 10, he says, this is how you fight for it. The, the weapons of our warfare are not in our flesh, but we have the divine power to destroy strongholds. And I think the ESV says that we destroy arguments in every lofty opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, the CSV, I, I don't like as much here. We destroy CSV. We destroy arguments in every proud thing. That's the word opinion there. And so he says, I can help you uh, identify strongholds. And in identifying those strongholds, we will destroy them. We can help you understand your opinions that are driving your irritation, driving your um, annoyance of people, and your joy will destroy those. And then I will help you take every thought captive to obey Christ. Not Paul, but Christ will help you take every thought captive. Um, and your joy drives that. Mm. Um, and so that, that's one of the things that when I see people that are highly annoyed with somebody, um, that, that is often like, okay, you're annoyed, look at this mirror. Mm. This is what I, I wish I could carry it with me all the time. I don't, yeah. I don't that's an that's a aggressive card to play yeah. that I don't play. But a lot of times it's being driven by something mm-hmm. within you um, and its root, not to oversimplify, but you have to, the biblical things, I think the root of not being joyful is that you've forgotten the gospel in that space mm-hmm. boiled down. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, I, I've heard it called gospel amnesia, which is a cool thing. And so if I'm remembering the gospel and in remembering, I sit in the gospel's implications for my life, I function more joyfully than when I forget the gospel and I let my thoughts get hijacked by everything else. Mm-hmm. And that's what he's talking about here. When, when you let arguments and opinions and your thoughts take captive of you, joy fades. But if we destroy arguments, you identify and destroy those arguments, those opinions, and you take captive your thoughts, joy rises back up. Mm-hmm. And your annoyances fade. Yeah. We're in college ministry. Okay. 
you're going to be annoyed with people. Whoop. Exhales. Um, 100%. (laughs) Zach. (laughs) And, and I hope, I I hope all of you that are listening here, we are surrounded by people that annoy us. Okay. And, and can annoy us. I'm going to say that because like, I trust, I trust you guys. I trust our leadership. I trust in myself that even in our annoyance, we go, man, I'm still going to love you. Like I'm remembering the gospel in me. And the older I get, I think the easier this is for me, um, to, to just function in this space surrounded by, um, the language, just functional idiots, smartest idiots on the planet. I mean, that's, um, surrounded by like really, really highly educated, dumb people. Um, and so like that, I'm not highly educated though, but <laughs> you're getting there. And so like <laughs> understanding, remembering the gospel, which drives my joy and pushes all these things down, um, is, is the biggest thing for me. Annoyances mm. fade. I, I don't want to give you a prescription on how to do with, deal with annoying people. I want you to, to understand how to deal with annoyances in yeah. your life, replace them with joy and run. Yeah. And then the annoyances are just like, okay, that's just who you are. It's mm. not sin. Yeah. And it's not a, Hey, keep being you but it's not, I have to change you. So I feel better. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I'm not going to give any, you know, super personal example, but I just, even in my own life of like the times that I find myself out of scripture and out of prayer and out of finding myself in an accountability community, the more annoyances, like even just like the dumbest things just like start to annoy me in, in yep. some really aggressive ways. Um, and so I've never thought about that passage in, in regards to annoyance. So that's, it's a good connection there. Um, I guess just kind of like looking, if you were to do these things and find yourself um, growing in the joy of the gospel, I'm going to call them quote unquote, right things. Um, but your annoyance for them is still there. Like what's, what's kind of the next thing. Do you think that it'll like, if you're doing these things, like annoyance eventually will fade. Um, but what if that annoyance is still there? What's, what's kind of the next step? Continue abiding in him. Is it addressing the person? That's the cheat code. I mean, as a, as a church, you'd be like, Hey, look at Jesus. Yeah. And yes, like yeah. every time. Yes. But, but I think the Bible is more prescriptive than that um, in places. And you work out your salvation. Uh, there's parts of this that we contend and wrestle with. And so there are some things that you need to do um, for our boys. I'll, I'll go fatherly um, to them, but I think even I use this same prescription to college students. One, um, if somebody comes to me and they just have an irritation with somebody that's not sin based, um, I, I need to hear them speak out loud what that is. Yeah. Um, and so more than just like, Hey, this person bothers me. Like what is driving that? What, what does bother you? What are you irritated by? And we've said some of them, you mm-hmm. know, some of it is just like chewing loud. Some of it is being on your phone when you're talking to somebody. Some of it is, the, the Wi-Fi is slow. I mean, who knows? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so if, if you can identify what those things are that irritate you, um, that's a win, like right mm-hmm. off the bat. Um, it's not just that person's annoying. Yeah, it's the What things. is annoying about that person? Um, and let's, let's handle that. Because knowledge of fault, which I don't, I, I'm not going to put annoyances as fault in people, but in self, knowledge of that is what drives your repentance, mm. not knowledge of you being a bad person. Yeah, that's part of it. But more so like as a bad person, I do this. Mm. Lord, I'm sorry for I'm sorry for being a bad person. No, I'm sorry that I've fallen short of of your glory in this and getting more specific drives your repentance. I think that's the first one. Name it. um, Understand like the thing that annoys you. Yeah. And then once we do that, then I push them to understand that that thing is probably opinion based. And then they have to contend with it themselves. Mm. 
Yeah, I will. I may also follow that up with that. I think a lot of times is like even the people that annoy us is there's aspects of them that we really, really enjoy. It's like even like some of my best friends do some things that annoy me. Like this is this is something that so Mitchell, he, <laughs> I'm not saying that this is something I do that annoys him is like when I'm riding, I got like I got short legs. I know that I'm not a tall guy. And I also like don't stop moving and I'm just always, and so my like natural instinct when I get in a car is to immediately put my foot on like the, so in a truck, you know how they have like the, the cup holder on the bottom of the door. My natural instinct is to put my foot right there because it's just the most like comfortable position. (laughs) Mitchell hates it when I do that Uh and I'm bad about it and I've gotten better because I used to just like put my foot up there and not think and it would like leave dirt right there and he'd be like. It would drive him nuts, but we're still like best friends. And I see so much of Jesus in him and hopefully he sees a lot of Jesus in me. But it was like one of those things is like, I think too often with these people that annoy us and like they're, they're coming at us and even people that, that come and talk to John and myself and they're like, you know, this person does this. And it just really annoys me is a lot of times what I will try to do and immediately switch on heads. Like, okay, what do they do that you like? What do you do? What do they do that you enjoy about them? How do they, when you look at them, how do you see Jesus? And I promise you, they can list off multiple things. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, us as humans, in our arrogance and pride, whatever it is, we really, really like to take the one or a handful of things that annoy us about them, and that becomes who they are, and we don't see them as anything else. And that's that's not healthy, because like if, if Zach... Did Uh-oh. I don't know? Like I'm, I'm annoyed at how much diet coke you drink. That we'll use that as an if, yeah, <laughs> I'm not, dude. And I'm not. If that really annoyed me, and like I think too often, like I would take that annoyance and I apply it to you, and I'm like, okay, I see Zach, and I'm like, all he does is drink diet coke, and that really annoys me. That's that just hacks me off. Whatever. It's like I'm skipping out and I'm missing over like the how how Jesus displays himself through Zach is like I look at Zach I look at other people that like yes I may have some annoyances with and like I have some friends that like they they go about things differently that are like slightly annoying to me and I have to be okay with that because it's not wrong what they're doing but I think in the past especially when I was in college and more involved like with being around them it was easy to let that thing become their personality and that's all I saw it was like I would skip over the good they would do. I would skip over the Jesus I see in them because like, hey, this person, this is they they smack, they drink too much diet coke, like exact whatever it is, and that's He's all they drink too yeah. much of it, which is a lot. They uh, that's that's all they become, and I and I hate that, and we get that wrong because if we did that, then Jesus would only see us for our sins, and He doesn't. And like, praise the Lord, he doesn't, because again, like that we're full of it. That's all we can bring to the table is sin. And so thankfully he doesn't see us as just that. But the same thing in people is we take that too often. And it's like, okay, this one annoyance or handful of annoyances, this is who they are. But I encourage you to like flip it on its head and be like, okay, how do you see Jesus in that person? What about them do you enjoy? And then like things you like to do around them. There, there are people in our ministry. And again, it's easier once I've stepped out and this is like my first year in full-time ministry. And it's, I've learned a lot. And that's one of those things is like being removed. I've learned a lot. Mm-hmm. And so I hope people that are in the situation can learn faster than I did when I was in college. But it's like, when you're, when you're having annoyance with somebody, I like, I encourage you to flip it on yourself. Cause there's probably something that like, there is something that you do that annoys them and annoys other people. And I guarantee you that like, if my, if my annoyance is like, I wouldn't want Mitchell when he sees me to only think about me putting his, my foot on his cup holder. It's like, I wouldn't want that. And thankfully he doesn't. And so for the same thing is like, when you see these people and see these annoyances is like, remember that like Christ displays himself in them in a very unique way. I see Christ differently in Zach than I see it in John, than I see it in Scotty, than I see it in other people. And like, praise the Lord for that. I think that's really cool. But if I only saw him for their annoyances, I would not be looking at how Christ is being displayed in their life. And so like, that's my encouragement. My challenge is, is if you're falling into this and you're like, man, I'm really annoyed. 
is stop, pray for them, pray for people, praying for people's healthy. You should do it. But then also think about how you see Jesus in them and the things you enjoy about them. Yeah. I, I see this problem kind of build up like the point you were saying, just like over time um, without addressing that and bringing that to the father, like that annoyance will build. It's not just going to stay there. Cause I think yeah. then uh, when you have one annoyance and you start to see other things that you're just like, you know, that's annoying too. I didn't see that as annoying before, but now that's annoying. Yeah. Um, and without bringing that to the father, um, like those things are just going to continue to build. And like you said, it's going to become their identity, which is not the way Christ sees them. And so, um, I don't know. I, I kind of wanted to push this a little bit. Um, do you think it's okay? And I'm, I have my own opinion on this, so y'all run with this and I may disagree with you, but you should just answer your own question. No, I'm not going to do that. Let you answer. Um, do you think it's okay to bring annoyances to like other people like of like in your accountability group? Like, man, I'm annoyed with this person. So like if I'm annoyed with you and I brought it to John. Yeah. Like, how do you, do you think that's a good thing to do or not? We should. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say we're, I mean, the Bible is, I think the, the Bible is pretty clear how to about go about sin issues. Mm-hmm is what do we do? What's the first thing we do? Do we bring it to other people? Nope. What do we do? Go to them one-on-one. So if it's not necessarily a, a sin issue, yep. I'll say this. If you're annoyed with somebody and continue to be annoyed with somebody, I mean, push in the direction of like, go talk. Like, I, maybe not even go talk to them. If it's like, and if everybody's annoyed by it and it's very clear, like talk to them because you don't want, like I would not want, if some if you do something that is like, you don't realize and like everybody in the room's annoyed by it, I'd want to be like, hey, Zach, you're drinking so much Diet Coke that everybody's annoyed by it. And like, I would want you to know yeah. that. But a lot of times, and I'm going to go back to what John said earlier, a lot of times, if our annoyance is leading to a dislike of people, it's probably a sin issue yeah. in our heart. So yes, bring that up to the people around you. If you're having a sin issue in your own heart, like I'm going to my accountability and being like, hey, like I'm struggling with this. I need help. Not out of space of like, hey, John, I'm, I'm really dealing with this because Zach is drinking way too much Diet Coke or this person's doing this. Like, don't go about it that way. Is mm-hmm. go about it if you're, if this annoyance is leading to a dislike of people, again, going back to what John said, it's you're dealing with probably a sin issue is bring that to your accountability. Yeah. And so I flip it on its head of like, don't bring the annoyance to them, bring your sin to them. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I think if your accountability is worth or the, the group of, of men or women that you trust um, is worth their salt, that's the direction they're probably going to push you anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, God, is, he's big, he's smart does really cool things and he'll often use, he'll use our annoyances as an opportunity to teach us something. Hmm. Our annoyances is an opportunity um, to even dive deeper into other people's lives. And so, so I'm, I get annoyed with people. Um, and, and a lot of times um, I will take that as an opportunity. One, I have to, I have to, I have to sit in this spot that their life story is not my life story. And so the things that I have developed, the habits that I've developed, the things that I think are not annoying and that I should just function in naturally, other people didn't have the opportunity to develop the way that I did. Um, and that doesn't make my way right. It just means that my life pushed me in this direction. And, and so I, I don't assume that everybody's story is the same as mine. And so Jack Lou who culturally it's okay to eat with your mouth open, that's all he knew. Mm-hmm. And so that's the goofy example of that. Um, and so if, if, if I, in my sin have kind of developed my habit or non-irritating way of life that has been affected by my past and my behavior and my choices and the people that I've been around that not, no one has that, Mm -hmm. um, that exact replication. And so I'm not going to assume that how they function has been driven by anything other than their life. And so instead of being annoyed by them and going, push them away, maybe I lean in and go, Hey, 
why are you this way? Mm. And, and a lot of people are like, well, that's offensive. <laughs> just asking that question. Yeah. And, and a lot of it's just going, hey, tell me your story. Hey, like, I, I want to know, I want to know your family. I want to know your past. I want to know. And, and there's a lot of college students staying here this summer that have come to me and it's like, hey, I would really love to take advantage of this space this summer just to, to be encouraged by you, to, to grow in some of those things. And that's not a flattering thing for John. It's just they know that I have more space during the summer. It's like, hey, can you help me take some, some next steps? And one of the first things I do is sit down and I'm like, hey, tell me, tell me about you. Tell me about your family. Tell me about like, so I'll know some of the things that poured into making them the way yeah. that they are. Um, and then the cool part about that is, is when people grow in that understanding, um, then in annoyances, I'm always going to push them into this. If, if you know the people in your life that are hard for you to like or that are hard for you to love, our, our first sinful assumption is to avoid them mm. and to be like, I just, I have to get away from that person because they annoy me. I think that God often, and I know this to be true in my life, that God uses people like that to, as like really, really fine sandpaper <laughs> to smooth yeah. out rough spots in my life. That's good. Um, and that's uncomfortable, but it's, uh, it's effective. And so the more that I am, it's the never pray for patience mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. Um, and I love to use that when I was injured and like hobbling around yeah. and still injured, moving slow. But I love to use that when somebody sees me coming and they open the door and I'm like 50 feet away. I'm yeah. Like, you shouldn't have opened the door. <laughs> like, this is terrible. It's going to take me a week to Sorry, get there. Bro. But I'll, I'll get up to the door. I'm like, you prayed for patience this morning, didn't you? And they'll just laugh yeah. at that. Um, and so if you're, if you're struggling with rudeness or selfishness or rashness or, or gossip or, or any of those things. Like, like, like if that's your sin nature, I think that God in, in his character will often go here, mm -hmm. here's some rude people for you to deal with because that's one of your sin issues and you don't see it, but you're annoyed by it. Get to know it and watch that person buff out some of the sin issues in your life. Yeah. Um, and I think he's, he's just, he, he's kind to do that because here's the, here's the other side of that. I don't ever think that I annoy somebody, Yeah. but I can guarantee you that I'm probably a person who someone else is talking to God about. Mm. John did this and it bothered me. Um, and so I have to take that same mindset to know that, that I probably annoy people too. And in that, if, if you'll lean into your annoyances, God will work through that person um, in ways that you can never imagine. It mm. should be, it, it's a, a sweet end of the story that way. That's solid. It's a great way to end. Good. You got anything, T? You smiling? <laughs> Nothing? I was just thinking through things that annoy me. Oh. <laughs> Sweet. Love that. Well, we all have like one thing that just really oh, yeah. annoys us. What's yours? Mine's cooked fruit. I can see. Yeah. <laughs> I can't get behind that. <laughs> it's cooked fruit all day. Cooked fruit. Well, that's the end of the end of this podcast. Cooked fruit. Hey, cooked fruit. Cook fruit, man. Hope you have a great week on the for the peeps going to Honduras. I don't know if any of you are listening to him. Have fun. I'm Enjoy. listening. And uh, we'll see you guys right back here next week. See ya. Bye.